Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Galilee Life Podcast. My name is Mariana, and I am the community manager. And I'm joined here today by a really special guest, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Deplorable Knitter. Um, I'm a seller on Galilee Life. I don't know. Sorry, I know you're doing this, but like you edit, right? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what do you want to know about me? <laughs> okay, so first I'll pray us in and then I'll just ask you a few questions if that's okay with you. Okay. All okay. right. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for showing up today. Thank you because I know that you, um, you planned this moment and I can't wait to hear um, her story and hear what she has to say about you because you're the best topic to talk about. And I just thank you for being present and please just let us retain everything that we need to retain. And um, we just thank you for being here. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so the first thing that I'd like to know is when you were little, was there anything that stood out to you um, about Jesus? Or like, did you grow up in church? And like, did you learn about him that way? And when did it become something personal to you? Um, well, I... I have always been in a Christian home. I was very lucky that way. Um, and I remember being I don't know, five or six and standing in my grandma's kitchen praying that Jesus would be in my heart. Um, and I think as a kid, it's, it's a different understanding. So, you know, I, I, I think I almost took it for granted because I grew up and it was always there. I went to a Christian school. I went to, uh, so... God was in my life, but it was kind of more of a, just another thing that you do. Like it, I didn't really have the same relationship that I do now where it's, it's a more personal thing. It was yeah, just, you, uh, start, you start building that with him. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, did mm -hmm. anything change as you became a teenager? Cause I know like we changed, like we grew up a little and like things happen. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I actually, when I was a teenager, so I grew up in the Christian school and they were very strict. They had rules about like how many ear piercings you could have and how long your skirt could be. And um, so around my senior year, I was starting to rebel. Like I wasn't a bad teenager. Like I say rebel. I wasn't like going out doing crazy stuff, but like, you know, I got my ears pierced again when I wasn't supposed to. And, um, <laughs> um but my parents actually got divorced when I was a teenager and that really shook me Yeah, because, you know, from everything that I knew, that's not how it was supposed to go down. And then on top of it, in my Christian school, I didn't have, I was looking for community and help and I didn't really find that there. And so I actually, man, I went away from the church for a while. I went and I got married to a guy that wasn't awesome. And I, you know, I, like I said, I was never like one of those crazy rebellers, but I was just kind of off doing my own thing because yeah. I had felt left out, let down by the people. And I wasn't mature enough to realize that people are people and they're going to let you down. And it wasn't anything to do with God, yeah. but you know, so I kind of went on this, uh, you know, I was mad at my parents and I was 
mad at the people that I thought were supposed to be helping me. And so in my twenties, I, I, uh, I struggled a lot, but lucky, like I said, luckily I'm not, I'm not a person that was like doing crazy destructive things. I just was living my own life. I was busy doing whatever I wanted to. And then, um, over because I mean when you're 25 you're not supposed to be able to you know you're not who wants to be the divorce girl when you're 25 it was terrible but it was actually a really good thing um because I went and I, I I lived on my own and I I went back to church and I I started to like evaluate the friendships in my life and decide which ones were worthwhile and which ones weren't helping me anymore and um and and it's a situation where I, I felt let down by my church friends again because I was being divorced. And instead of supporting me, they were like, well, you know, you shouldn't be getting divorced. That's not biblical. And so unfortunately, some of the friends I'd had for a long time, I was kind of like, I got to go. I can't, I can't do this with you anymore. It, and it felt bad, but um at least by then I was able to differentiate that that's, that's not God, that's people, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, in my third, coming up to my thirties, I started going back to church. I started, um, I got rid of some of those friendships that weren't helping me be a better person. And that really made a big difference because who you're around influences what you're going to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, I agree. Um, but wow. Uh, I kind of have a similar story to yours, um, regarding being hurt by the church, just and by the people in it. So, mm -hmm. and I know that we're not the only ones, right? It's just, it happens often, unfortunately. So what would be your advice to someone that's currently hurt by the church and they don't really know if they want to go back? They don't, you know, they're in that process. What would you say to them? So I think that sometimes people project on you. So they might be going, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. It's terrible. But it might be more of a deep-seated, like, I felt this way too. And you understand what I'm saying, right? Like people, a lot of times when they're judging you, it's because it's something that they maybe see in them that they aren't a fan of either. Yes. Um, and so God made us, right? And we're all different, even though we're all kind of trying to be on the same path. We don't look at things the same way. We don't read things the same way. And so when somebody hurts you, that's not God hurting you. It's just people who are probably trying to do their best interpreting things. And yes, I think for the church people who do that, you got to stop. You got to meet people where they are because um this ties my later story but i have been called a lot of names i've been people think that i'm a horrible racist person and things and that's them projecting their own feelings on me and i've decided that those things don't hurt me anymore yeah. um it, it's yeah but it's hard it's hard when the church 
the people in the church let you down because that's your community. That's where you grown. And I mean, I went to the private school for 11 years and I thought they knew my family. They knew me since I was like six or seven. Like I, I expected them to support me, but because they were so in their blinders, well, the Bible says you can't get divorced. So this is terrible and I can't support. And, and that, that doesn't help anything. And that doesn't help bring people to God. You, you have to, you have to love them like Jesus would, you know, I might be doing stuff you don't, but Jesus would have dinner with me anyway. I love and that. you're not any better than me. <laughs> Jesus would have dinner with me anyway. I'm going to like put that on my wall. That's so beautiful because like there are circumstances where Jesus sits and listens to understand, not to respond. Like that's, that's just it. And I, I love the way that you put that. Um, so bringing things back up to now, um, I know that it sounds like you have this inner strength that you're choosing constantly now <laughs> to ignore what some people will say, you know, cause we know the reason behind that. So what does your relationship with Jesus look like now? Well, now it is, um, it, it's a lot different. And I think it's because I'm raising kids now. Oh. So I, um, I think my faith has grown a lot because I am constantly trying to explain things to my kid. And we're, we're talking about, you know, not just things that Jesus did, like in science, we study creation. And so we learn about, you know, every day of creation, we learn something new about science, which is really fun. And it, it gives me a new perspective on it, but I'm also teaching them how to be people and, you know, they're fighting with each other and well, this one said that, and this one said that, and you know, yeah, it, it's giving me a new viewpoint of being able to say like, you know, is this how we act? Is this how Jesus wants us to act? Is this how, and I think, yeah, now I'm still struggling with my church. I think that that's something I'm going to struggle with. And it, it may be my personality that I have certain viewpoints and so when people don't agree with me I have trouble yeah <laughs> um and so and, and and things have just been hard anyway with churches and COVID and yeah um but it's it's been through this year I have made new friends and I have found people that are helping me build my relationship and I might say stuff to them that they don't agree with. Like I have friends that don't agree with my um, political viewpoints necessarily or how strongly I project my political viewpoints, but that doesn't make us stop being friends. And I think that's the important part is, is, I don't, I don't know. You, I, I'm catching, like, I'm, I'm and everything you're saying. And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> I just, um, I don't know. My relationship with Jesus is just so, I think because of the way I am, it's, it's, it has a lot to do with, I mean, it's, it's, it's personal, but it also, I am edified when I have people around me. And so a lot of my life is, is trying to, I don't know. 
I, I guess I do. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I get what it, you're trying to say. Absolutely. And I like, love, um, I love the aspect of friendship that you're bringing in as well, too, because I don't know if these people that you're talking about that are your friends now, if they're part of the church, but it is important to have people that just are able to be with you in whatever it is that you're doing and respect that. Like, oh, that's you. That's what you're doing. Okay. Okay. But like, I like you as a person anyway. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think that's hard to find in the church and outside of the church. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, um, but I think like, like I said, I'm struggling with my church now. There's some things going on. And the one I've been attending, I've attended it since I was a kid. Okay. Ooh. On and off through all the years when I've gone and not gone, it's still the same church. And um, I, the church is always going to be, the people in it are, are. I heard like the church is a hospital. <laughs> That's what I heard. So the people going like, are a little broken. Like even if they don't look broken sometimes, they're a little broken. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I've got that. And, and I, like I said, I've gotten past the being personally hurt by people when they do things or say things. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that I can be a better example. That's, that's what I try to do. But um, like Bone is one of the people that I, I see her faith and, and I believe, and I know I believe, but when I hear her talk about Jesus, I'm like, man, how do I tap into that? Like absolute. Yes. And that's the kind of people I want to be around because I, it's going to make things better. I don't know. It makes sense. I mean, I've looked at some of the people around me and it's sometimes their faith that helps me keep going because sometimes I, I, I might get a little lost and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Um, I completely carry on that. And Vone personally has been like a huge person in my life too. And I really look up to, so yes, she's amazing. Um, yeah, she just is. So she is a beacon. That's exactly the right word to use for her. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I, think, I think it was with Ellen and she was telling me how when she was living in France, um, there was somebody that cooked for her, her, her family, and she's a person that taught her how to knit some things. So I'd be interested to hear about kind of like your knitter story and how you learned and, you know, throughout the years, what that looks like. And now that you're here, like you've arrived. <laughs> Yeah, tell me that. I, I, I've done something. I don't know if I've arrived yet. <laughs> um, so I, my mother is insanely talented. Like the stuff I can do is like a tenth of the stuff she can do. Hmm. So I, I aspire to be like her. But growing up, she has always used her hands to make things, and so that's how I learned. And I didn't learn. I learned, but I didn't um, do it right away. It was one of those, like, I kind of took it for granted. Like, eh, mom can make that, whatever. And then I think around the time of my divorce, I started getting into it because I needed things to do. I was kind of in a weird place. So I started uh, knitting a lot. Um, and it, it gave me purpose, not purpose, but it, it gave me a goal of something to work on. Um, but I... Yeah, I, I, I took it for granted. I always knew how to do it, but I never really, like, tried, I guess. Um, but in November of 2018, 
during the midterm election, somebody asked for a walkaway hat. And so I had never been a knitwear designer. Hmm. But I said, I think I can make that. And so I made it and I posted it and people were like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Can you make more? And I'm like, really? I did that in like 12 hours. I just kind of like, you know, yeah. did some stuff together and, and called it a pattern. Um, <laughs> but but people liked it and it, it brought me a lot of attention and I wasn't comfortable with that. Hmm. And um, actually when I started designing, my, my grandmother was still around and I would go to her house and I would have coffee and talk to her about it. And she would go, it's amazing. It is amazing that God gave you this gift. And I never looked at that. She's like, God put it on your heart to be political in this certain way. And it's amazing. And you're kind of fighting it and just knock it off. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, I can, I can do that. But it was, um, the whole me becoming a knitwear designer and, and having people follow me on social media. And it's just so strange to me because in my, out of anything I've ever thought of, that's not where I ever planned on ending up. Hmm. I never, ever thought that I would be political. I never thought that like people would tune in to watch me. I like, I'm just me. And people are like, Oh, we got to watch your show on Saturday. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, and it's just, it's just a really awesome example of how God can take something that I just figured was a regular, I knit a lot of people in it, not a big deal, whatever. And now here I am and people follow me. And then when I get knocked down by the people who don't like me, I have this community of women that I've never actually met, but they are around me. I know they lift me up in prayer. I know that when I get discouraged they're there they're telling me how much they enjoy my work they're telling me how much they like the podcast they're telling me how and and I guess the cool part is is that God knows that I need that like I don't want adoration but I want people being like no no it's good what you're doing is good keep going yeah it's it's it, it's not like I don't know it's it's so strange and in all my years like I was the kid that when I would go to like extended family gatherings, I would stand behind my mother's legs and I wouldn't speak to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and now, and now I'm in this position and I'm like, you know, how, how did this even happen? But it wasn't my plan. And that's what makes it cool. Oh, I love that. God, God really said you, you're going to talk and people yeah. are going to listen. <laughs> and I'm like, but why, why me? I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's cool. It's, yeah, I don't even have words for it because I just, like I said, if you had asked me where my life was going to go, yeah. this is not it. Yeah. Never would have dreamed it. And it's not bad. I just, like my grandma said, I, you're put in the spot for a reason. So keep going. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but man. So now that you say that, what would be something that you can say to a business owner that maybe is afraid of speaking out? maybe they have something in their heart, whether that, you know, whatever that might be. What would you say to that person? Um, so I, I can personally speak to the political thing because I've talked to a lot of business owners mm. and there are people who don't like things that are going on in the world, but who are scared to say it because, I mean, our sales are driven by people. So if you say something that alienates a bunch of people, that could hurt your business. Um, but 
a lot of the the makers that I know have come out as conservative or as Christians or as not agreeing with something Hmm. and their businesses have been blessed. It's scary. You don't, I mean, I have been called a racist, a homophobe, a xenophobe, a transphobe. Um, I mean, there's probably more, but like I, these are things people say to me all the time and, and it's scary. You don't want, I'm not any of those things. And I don't want people to say that about me, but you have to, you have to trust God. If you have something on your heart, it's going to work out. Like I said, I didn't plan on being here. Yeah, it hurts my feelings when people call me names, but that's that's just part of it. And and you learn to roll with. You you. I get it. I get it. And I think I was talking to Vaughn about something similar because she's also very outspoken, and she was talking about. Like she, I think she painted the picture of like, I'm looking at Jesus and I'm looking at God and he's telling you what he wants from me and I'm just going to do it. I'm not looking at everybody else. I'm just looking at him. Right. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 that's exactly it. And, and if you come out and you say, whatever's been put on your heart, God is going to bless you. And like I said, I have my community now. And so, you know what? I might feel knocked down. Sometimes I'll post. Like I'll put a picture of a message up that I get that people have said horrible things about me. And I know that my people come around me and pray and, and, and there's a, there's a community out there who wants you and they want you to be truthful and, and to spread the good word and speak out against the stuff that you know is wrong and they are going to be there for you. So I love it. I love your story. And I love, I love this history that you've built with Jesus and like seeing you where you are now. It's, it's truly amazing. Um, so what I would like now is, um, to ask you to give any, maybe a piece of advice to someone that is just starting their business. Um, like, and they're trying to choose everything and they don't really know if they need to, um, Let me, let me phrase this properly. Like, obviously, Jesus is center, right? Um, but sometimes um, he tells us to do something, and we kind of like, mm, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if I want to do that. Um, and other people fully jump on that. And there's a process of, like, making the choice of doing what he's asking you to do, right? So mm-hmm. what would you say, like, what would help people get that step forward? I know that you mentioned your grandma. Was there anything else that kind of helped you take that step forward? I, I think that I, I got a lot of attention right away when I was starting my business. So I think that for me, the community made a big difference right away. And, um, you know, if you're in a position where you're not sure what to do, maybe you can find a mentor or someone that you look up to that's already done it because that's a big part of it. I think that, you know, you, you want to listen to God and you want to have faith, but it's also good to have people around you who've done it, who know what you're going through and who can say, Hey, it's going to work. You, you know, that's the, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's perfect. So finding a community and then finding a mentor that that's a new, I've asked this question a couple of times and that that's one that's essential. I, yes. 
Yes, 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 I agree with you. Um, okay, so now I'll go ahead and pray us out and then you can tell the people where they can find you. Um, God, thank you so much for this moment. I was so excited about this um, and you totally showed up and I pray that all of these words that were said today reach the right people. Um, the people that may feel alone, the people that may be stuck and don't know how to move forward, whether that be personally in their lives or business-wise, um, we just thank you for the history that you're constantly building with us. Thank you for being with us in every moment and for letting nothing escape you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so where can people find you? Um, you can find my patterns and my finished products on Galilee Life. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Deplorable Knitter, and I have joined almost every social media site. So if yes. you want to Mealy Gab Parlor, Telegram, and search for Deplorable Knitter, you'll find me. Okay. Um, and if I'm not on it, you can reach out to me, and I'll probably join. So that's perfect. Oh, and I have a, and I, I host Politically Incorrect Knitters um, with Ann Pinkova on YouTube and Rumble. So oh, okay, and YouTube and what? Rumble. Rumble. I've never it's a free speech platform. Yeah, we just got censored off of YouTube this week because we talked about the bad, bad masks and yeah. So, oh, wow. yep, YouTube and Rumble. Rumble. That's that's new. See, I'm learning new things every day. I didn't know Rumble was a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for being here with me today, and hopefully, I'll have thank you, you for having me. Works.